Hi, everyone. This is Greg Brooks with Rocket Station. You're listening to the Just Get Hired podcast. I Just Get Hired podcast fans. This is Rebecca Lee Doran. Hi, I'm George Murray, author of the book Hired. Cut your career search time in half. You're listening to the Just Get Hired podcast. Make sure that you like the podcast and share it with all your friends. I can't wait to hear what you think. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Just Get Hired podcast. Want to welcome you into another amazing episode of the Just Get Hired podcast, your gateway to a thriving career and a strategic resource for businesses who want to navigate the ever evolving world of hiring. If you're a seasoned professional charting your career path or you're a business looking to understand the latest hiring trends, well, you've come to the right place. Well, my name is Jessica Fiesta George, and I'm your host of the Just Get Hired podcast. I help you understand what the strategies are to get ahead in the workplace, and I also help businesses hire better and smarter so that they can get ahead of the competition. Well, today you're in for a treat because I have an amazing guest on my show today. Her name is Ruth Klein. She is the CEO of Expert Celebrity Branding. She's a brand visibility strategist and a master book coach. She's had seven best-selling titles under her belt, and she works with high-achieving entrepreneurs, coaches, sales professionals, and company founders. Well, remember, hit that subscribe button if you like the show, share it with all of your friends, and add Just Get Hired to your playlist so you don't miss other episodes. Well, today's episode is about your maverick mindset, from why not to why wait. So, Let's welcome Ruth into the show. All right, Just Get Hired podcast fam. I hope you guys are ready to unlock your inner maverick because I have Ruth Klein on the Just Get Hired podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So great to be here, Jess. I love I love your podcast. I love your show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you're a serial author is what I'm calling you, and you've written a lot of books and you have a ton under your belt. So I'm working on the title because I think it kind of plays well with one of the titles of your book. So I'm calling it Unlocking Your Inner Maverick from Why Not to Why Wait, because I think it plays well with your book called Generation Why Not. Let's just kick it off and maybe give us a sneak peek into that book and what got you excited about writing it. Yes. So um, thank you. I was curious to know why is it that some people reach a certain uh, level of success and then for whatever reason may lose it and then some come back and some don't. And Mm. I was fascinated with that because I work with clients all the time um, and I, I wanted to know what was it. And so I went on a journey to interview um, you know, different people of different ages, different industries, different personalities. And I ended up interviewing the real Jerry Maguire, Lee Steinberg. Oh, awesome. And as you recall, he was high, high epic of his sports manager uh, career and then lost everything for various reasons, life and all medical and all kinds of things. Um, and then, um, came back. And now he's bigger and better than ever. I interviewed just uh, two two kids that were autistic. One was 17, one was 22. And the 17-year-old I was interviewing, I said, what do you want to be? What's your dream? He goes, I've always dreamt to be an actor. 
And he was mm. getting a $3 million contract that year. Wow. And then I interviewed the a 22-year-old, severely autistic, um, and yet he has a brain that's brilliant. And he writes with the, a machine, uh, with a pen. And he wrote a manifesto. And it said, people think I'm dumb. And they look at me weird. And I know exactly what people are talking about. And yada, yada. And he has spoken to the United Nations. Wow. And so I interviewed an 80-year-old who uh, wrote four books in as many years, 80, um, and came out of retirement and was so excited to start speaking, giving seminars and speeches. And I interviewed a 30-something who was at the top mm -hmm. of her game, lost it, and now she is a hundreds of millions of dollars um, career woman. So what was that? Was it money? Was it where mm -hmm. you live? Was it age? And what I found, Jess, none of that, none of that. It came down to attitude. That was it. Mm. And then I thought, you know what? That is a generation. That why not generation? It's, they, they don't take no for an answer. Um, they, they open up to possibility. And I mean, it goes on and on and on. That's so amazing. You have talked to some awesome, very diverse people, and it sounds like they've been really successful. So I think we can learn a lot from you because, you know, not only have you written books, but you coach a lot of these um, founder-led organizations, some high-achieving entrepreneurs, it sounds like. Uh, and you talked about attitudes. So I kind of want to talk about that first, if we, if you don't mind. So your book yeah, emphasizes... <laughs> it, it emphasizes that success is about attitude and you were talking about rather than age, gender, background. So can you explain that a little bit further? What do you mean by, you know, attitude yeah. can impact success? Absolutely. Absolutely. So there is a hierarchy of our, of how we see the world. And it, it starts with intentions. You know, most people I say sleepwalk. They get up on the same side of the bed. They take their coffee the same way. They go the same route to work if they leave for work. They do the exact same things. And they're not intentional. Mm -hmm. They're not present. They're on automatic. And so that's first, where are you on the intentional level? Generation why not, there's intention. My intention today, for example, um, almost every morning is first thing I say is this is a great day not this is going to be a great day this is a great day and for those of you who know the brain researcher and doctor Dr. Amen he does the same thing he tells his wife this is going to be a great day because you have to intentionally prepare for the day and before you give a speech, you have to intentionally prepare. I do a lot of speaking um, to large organizations and small groups. I have to be intentional what I want to say and how present I want to be. And the one, the one thing that I'm going to get across, no matter what, no matter what the interference is, no matter if the internet goes down, no matter what. 
Um, and then after that, it's thoughts. We spend we spend over sixty four thousand thoughts wow. in a day, in a day, and it starts to loop. It starts to loop. So when do we break out of it? How do we mm -hmm. break out of those thoughts? Because the majority of those thoughts, Jess, are not serving us. They're made up of the next level, which is beliefs. Mm -hmm. And we make decisions based on our beliefs. And our beliefs were mostly predominantly developed uh, between the ages of two and eight. And then we live by those beliefs of a child that's four years old, a child that's six years old, a child that's eight years old with the cognitive ability of a child. Their frontal lobe is not even developed yet. They're really thinking process. And so they come up with this belief, I'm not smart. Mommy doesn't love me. I'm not lovable. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. I, all the enoughs, not enoughs or whatever else. Um, and we make, we, something happens, we make a decision and then every, every activity or behavior, or someone says something, see, I told you it minds us. See, I told you. And then we, we, we live on the beliefs that we created between the ages of two and eight, unless we have a mindset shift, unless okay. we get someone to help us, because I'm telling you, reading a book is not sufficient. It's not sufficient because we all have blind spots. And then our decisions are based on our beliefs. And then That's our true. actions are based on our decisions. So you can see that it's a, it's a, it's layered. So when I work with my clients, whether it's to help them write a book or whether it's to market their book or it's whether it's to brand their business or whether it's to help with them with their time management or money mindset. We go through mm -hmm. all of these arenas because we have to. We have to see where the cleanup has to be. And then from there, we look at it in a way that a real perception for someone who's 32 years old today or 65 mm -hmm. years old today or 42 and a half years old today. And well, they say it's never too late to change your mindset. It's right? never too late and, and it's essential. It's essential because here's the deal. The mindset that got you, let's say, to $100,000 for the year is a different mm -hmm. mindset that's required for two fifty dollars or five hundred, dollars which is still a different mindset required to hit a million. And so it goes. So those, these, are step, uh, these are mindset steps. And along the road, um, there's, there's so many shifts that we, that we need to do to live a life that is in alignment. And when I say in alignment, you know, and let me back up a moment. If someplace in your life, whether it's relationships or um, any kind of relationship or work or mm -hmm. money or time, if it's, if you're not in alignment, that doesn't mean you're bad or you're doing something wrong. What it means is there's some blind spots that need True. to be acknowledged, recognized, and then cleaned out. That's that's how I look at it. Well, here's another thought to add to the thousands of thoughts that come into your head <laughs> on a daily basis. 
one of the things that I was uh, looking at your bio, so I want to talk about personal branding next. Um, you, I think it's intriguing that you're called a brand visibility strategist. So what does that mean? And maybe for everyday folks like me who don't really understand what personal branding is, um, you know, some of the things that you just talked about, I think, layer into personal brand, but why is personal branding so important and what is a brand visibility strategist? I love it. I love your questions. They're so good <laughs> because you're asking questions that most people want to know. So most people think branding um, in business has to do with website and colors and things of that sort. That's, that is one part of branding. But one of the reasons it's so difficult for businesses to uh, write a website is to get it going. And one of the reasons it procrastinated for so long is because they mm -hmm. don't do the internal work. The, that's the external. So the internal brand, there's internal branding and external branding. That's external branding. That's where people okay. go to immediately. What I do is I go to the internal branding. What are your values? What is your brand mission? What do you stand for in your business no matter what? So for example, I don't work with everyone. I stand for working with someone where the, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mutual fit. So there have been times when people want to work with me and it's not a fit, not because they're not a good person. It's just not a fit. And so I will uh, suggest someone else because the okay. three times, Jess, that I accepted someone when I knew it wasn't a fit, but I knew I could help them, it came back to bite me in the tush. And so uh -oh. I stand for that. I stand for integrity. I stand for the messaging that comes out of my client's mouth as well as their emails are true and real. They're not, they're not based on AI. Now, AI mm. might start them off, but they don't use it as is. It gives them an idea if they're going to use AI. But what's so beautiful about identifying your internal brand is that I get to help people go through the intentions, thoughts, beliefs, decisions, and actions. And what's so beautiful is that their, their life, let alone their business, becomes a lot more fluid a lot mm -hmm. more successful because how you show up in one part of your life is how you show up in all parts of your life. And so if your income is not what you want it to be, there's a block mm -hmm. there. I can tell you there's a block because everyone has a genius zone. Everyone has a genius zone. But if we don't tap into that genius zone, that God-given talents, um, then we're, we're leaving a lot of, a lot of money and authenticity and enjoyment and joy on the table. Well, I need to find my genius zone. I think I'm getting close. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it is a process. Today, um, oh, I could tell you a story. I'm going to be doing a webinar on it. And uh, just today, I, I found another piece of my genius zone. It amazes me. So I'm a big journal writer and I'm a big reflector. And, um, and so I was just writing and this is kind of new. So I thought, oh my gosh, you know, when I help people just write their books, well, let me back up. 
there's a statistic. Out of a thousand people that start to write their book, only 30 will complete their book. Mm. That's 3%. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. When I work with my clients, I have a 98.5% completion. And when someone hires me to do book marketing, it's Mm -hmm. super successful. I just, we just did a a email, um, a, a bestseller email campaign on Amazon. And we came in first, number one, in front of um, the author who created the genre, who sold 100 million books. So wow, it's, it's congratulations. Just, That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So it just occurred to me this morning, this, this piece of my expertise of my genius zone is that I help people to completion. And, you know, my TikTok handle is Momentum Guru. I get people in motion. I help com- com- complete it. And so that is what I stand for. And then I realized, oh, my gosh, I'm going to, just with that, I'm going to create right. a year program next year that we're going to work on completions. That's awesome. Well, see. You heard it here first then, because it just came to you today. (laughs) Exactly, this morning. And the point is, I got the opportunity to tap into another side of my genius zone. I get excited about these things because it's just so powerful. Well, you were talking about writing books. So like I've mentioned to you before, I need to get to that level where I need to sit down Right, just even start writing the paragraph, but I'm hoping to use my platform to motivate me to take that leap. Writing a book seems very daunting for a lot of people, and your statistics are probably very true and on point. I know a lot of people that I've talked to said, Oh, yeah, I want to write a book. And then it's like we check in on each other, and you know, I'm still like on the first sentence, it's all, you know, (laughs) up here in my head. So what advice would you give to someone who's eager to start writing, but doesn't know where to begin? First, I would suggest you get on YouTube and watch my Ruth on Demands, because I talk a lot about this and get you started with writing a book. But I will tell your audience here as well. What are 10 or 12 things you want your audience to know or to get? And make that list. And then underneath that list, for each one, why? Why is that important that they get that? And then the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And believe it or not, out of those 10 or 12, those usually become your working titles. Right there, Mm -hmm. your working chapters, your working title chapters. And so now you've set a structure within 20 minutes. Because here's the deal. We don't write books because we don't know how to do it. It just is to your point. It seems daunting, but not if you have someone leading the way, not if you have someone that has put it into small, even modules into, into things. I literally, I literally guide them uh, one-on-one. And when someone feels stuck, I'm just a text away. So there's never a moment where they have to feel stuck or they don't know what to do. And I think that's where the success comes in. They complete their book. Um, I've had people just, I've had two people already who have come to me and said um, they'd like to write a book on XYZ. 
and I interviewed them for about 20 minutes and I go, I'm so sorry. This is not this book that you're talking about. It's not going to represent you. And they go, no, 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 no. This is my book. And I said, I understand, but it's not going to do what you want it to do. And, and I can't help you. And there's one gal that was so upset with me. And then three years later, she calls me and, mm -hmm. um, and she has tears in her eyes and she goes, you're right. I wasted three years because wow. she, had, she had done the book that she thought nothing had happened. Another gal had another book coach, um, wrote a book, nothing happened. It's almost like, you know, call Ruth. If some, nothing happens, call <laughs> Ruth because your book is, is supposed to do the heavy lifting for you. Do the, mm -hmm. do the visibility, the credibility, the marketability and uh, media and all of that. And if it doesn't, then something, something's off. And okay. so um, I interviewed her for about 15, 20 minutes. I looked at her book and I said, I'm so sorry. This book doesn't represent you. That's why nothing is happening. She goes, no, no, no. You don't understand, Ruth. I uh, wrote a book. I had a book coach and I'm going to get a PR. I'm going to get a publicity PR on it. I said, please don't get a publicity firm. They're expensive. And this book does not, you know, you don't have to work with me, work with someone else, but this is not, mm -hmm. this is not re representing you. Anyway, she redid her book. And the only thing I said that you could keep is really the, the cover. She had her first, oh. 10, she had her first $10,000 weekend. And then she started selling a lot more books and then a traditional publisher picked her up. And I mean, you know, and now she has a, a thriving business. The point is if you need to have someone leading you in small steps, I'm very busy. The clients I work with are mm -hmm. really busy. We're all busy. Um, and so you can write a book, Jess, in five months, part, part, part time. If you have the steps, if you have the guidance, okay. someone helps you with the strategy and the structure. Um, mm -hmm. Well, so if you have a million dollar idea, right, and we everyone has that idea in their head, what would be like the first piece of advice you would give them other than, you know, what you just said, having your structure and, and let's just say you've created the framework, you have everything done. What would be that next natural step? Um, to get marketing. it all together, you start marketing. So with my clients, we and the reason they sell books right off the bat is because I I show them how to start marketing their book thirty days into writing their book, mm, okay. and and most people wait to market after the book is published, which is way too long, way too long. And then I connect people with with the hybrid publishers. Um, or a traditional publisher if they have a, um, a platform. So a traditional publisher, six of my seven books have been traditionally published where, um, you know, the Simon and Schuster's of the world, where they give you an advance and, and the distribution is fabulous, but you have to have a high platform for that. Um, and if you don't, then uh, the other end of traditional is self-publishing, which I don't suggest. And the middle ground is a hybrid publisher. And so they okay. do everything for you, but you pay them. But I have I have uh, two excellent hybrid publishers uh, that give me a special deal because I send my clients to them because they know the books are going to be good. Um, and I don't make anything off of it. And I just pass it on to them. Okay. Well, it sounds like you've got all of the connections. I mean, you have seven books. Is there an eighth book in the works? Oh, yeah. There's eight and nine. I'm working now on a parenting book. And okay. believe it or not, believe it or not, Jess, 
I do not have a branding book yet. I do not have a branding what? book. Okay. Well, is that book 11? No, that's, that's nine. Okay. That's nine, but it may be number eight. I don't know. The parenting book and the branding book, they're running in competition. Okay. Well, what's the, uh, behind the, the parenting book, what is the motivation behind writing that? So I've been asked to write a parenting book for decades, but I thought it was off brand. And Mm, then I wrote the seventh book which talked about emotions and beliefs. And I thought, oh my gosh, now's the time for the parenting book. So I had a nonprofit for 22 years called the Self-Esteem Council. And Mm. so this is helping parents help their children um, increase a child's self-esteem and confidence. That's amazing. And I have a nonprofit called Universal Mom, helping children Mm -hmm. and teens uncover their brilliance through the art of writing. Oh, beautiful. You're just the perfect person to like set up this whole topic. And I know so many people can learn from you. So it sounds like you've got a couple of books um, that are in the works right now. So is there any other projects or plans that you want to share with us? Um, I'm going to be launching the Universal Mom nonprofit in 2024. Uh, I'll have parenting classes, experiential parenting classes. I'll have experiential uh, classes for um, for three age groups, 8 to 11, 12 to 14, and 15 to 19. And you know what, Jess? That was a divinely gifted download. I literally uh, wrote 17 pages. It mm-hmm. just came through me. And I just wrote 17 pages. I'm smart, but not that smart. It came down what? <laughs> what age groups. Um, and I, I've always known I'm supposed to play a part in children's lives because children and dogs love me. And so I, so I knew that at some point in my career, I would be focusing on that as well. Um, and I'm going to help, I'm going to help children of all ages write books. That's awesome. Well, we can use more of that, especially with all of the technology. I think the art of writing books, you know, is kind of fading a little bit with the young generation. So it's good to put that in front of them because, you know, we've got all of these video games and all of these like YouTubes and TikToks and everything, but how can we turn that into like their legacy? And um, so really amazing. I can't wait to hear more about that. Um, So hopefully we can get you back on next year and learn more about that and whatever books you'll have um, maybe this time next year. I think it'll be interesting to do a follow-up with you. But I know we have a free takeaway gift for our listeners. So I'm going to add that to our show notes and our website. And it's a five-step guide. Do you mind sharing a little bit more about that? Yes. So it's a five-step guide. Um, to more productivity and an increase in revenue. At at the end of the day, what, and you know, we were talking about this earlier, what, what is the success that genius zone of success is completion. Mm -hmm. And so we all have the 24 hours. So how do we utilize it? Because at the end of the day, money and time are the same coin. They're different sides to the coin. And so how we show up with our time many times is how we show up with our money. And I have all these fun, you know, um, fun things going to be doing a webinar on the secret energy of time. 
and then helping people with time audits. So I'm excited about that. Uh, my brain never rests. It's so that. awesome. But when, I go to bed, but when I go to bed, I fall asleep and then it starts all over again. Uh, unless we get our relationship to time cleaned mm -hmm. up, we're always going to find an excuse that we can't finish this. We can't do this. And if we don't clean up our relationship to time, then our relationship to money suffers. Hmm. It's very clean. It's very clear. It's a direct relationship. Good point. Well, I hope you get some rest after this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm not all the way till six tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much. You've been a wonderful guest. I appreciate you sharing your wisdom. I've learned so much from you just in our short time on this podcast and even meeting you before we got time to record. Um, but I love your insights and I hope that I will make you proud one day and get that book written. <laughs> Let me just share so, with you now. You already you don't have to worry about that. You've already made me proud. Just the, <laughs> seriously, the fact that you know you're gonna write that book, that's the that's the intention. There you go. Absolutely. That's the intention. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. So now that I've put it out there to the universe, I've got to get it done. So you've told me it can take me about five months. So let's see what can happen in the next um, year going into 2024. But I appreciate you, Ruth, for being a part of the Just Get Hired podcast. Your passion, your expertise has truly made this episode very special to me. And I want to thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you. 